I'm Alex Mito. And I'm James Milley. And this is The Artist Business Plan, your favorite weekly business podcast for artist entrepreneurs, hosted by Superfine Art Fair. What's going on, business artist? You are listening to The Artist Business Plan, which means that you are certifiably awesome. If you don't know me by now, my name is Alex Mito. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Superfine Art Fair. We're the most widespread art fair for artists in the United States, and we are also one of the top resources for all things art, artists, and marketing of your art. I'm also one of our two hosts here on the Artist Business Plan, along with my partner, James Milley. We now reach over 6,000 monthly listeners in over 100 countries around the globe. That's growing every single week. There's artists just like you who want to learn straight advice on how to improve their art business. Today, we've got Matt Chesko here with us on the mic coming from Montreal, Canada. Matt is going to share an awesome masterclass with you today on how to use social media to give momentum to your art career. I don't know about you, but I am so excited to hear what Matt has to tell us. But first, I've got an amazing offer here just for you ABP listeners. Artists, have you ever felt anxious, alone, and not sure about the next move for your career? Good news, those days are over. For nearly six years, we've taken thousands of hours to develop the best art fair model for artists out there. Superfine art fairs have helped hundreds of artists just like you take control of their careers, build relationships with collectors, and create the art income and freedom that you deserve. For a limited time, we are offering you the chance to not only get a great discount on your booth, but also appear on this very podcast as a special guest, reaching thousands of artists, art influencers, collectors, and arts professionals every day. To find out how you can take advantage of this incredible opportunity, just visit www.superfine.world offer to learn more. We can't wait to welcome you to the Superfine community and start helping you sell more art today. All right, so we are back here with Matt, and we're ready to change the way that you think about your art career. Matt Chesko is a former industrial designer and mechanical engineer from Canada. Back in January 2020, he decided to drop his full-time job, good job, Matt, to pursue his dream, becoming an artist. At that time, his artistic style was barely defined, and he hadn't sold any artwork. The people around him said that he was crazy, but he was determined to follow his dream, so he kept going. As of April 2021, he already has commissions for several months ahead, and that is a good place to be. More than 2 million followers on TikTok and 500,000 subscribers on YouTube, in addition to dozens of partnerships with brands who want him to promote songs or products or anything else out there. That is so exciting, and I'm excited to have you, Matt, because I don't know anything about TikTok or YouTube marketing, and I want to hear all about it. So welcome to the Artist Business Plan, Matt. Thanks for having me, and uh, I'm happy I'm going to learn you a few things here. Awesome. I'm looking forward. Now, before we dive into it, I just want to ask you something that'll help our listeners get to know the real you. What is the earliest memory that you have of art? I think my first memory ever is actually when I was visiting an art gallery in Montreal. So I was probably like five. Maybe I have other like memories from when I was young, but that's the only one I can remember at the moment. So when I was five years old, my grandparents brought me to the Montreal Art Gallery. And uh, there was an, an exhibition uh, about Jackson Pollock. So for those who don't know who Jackson Pollock is, he does uh, abstract art. And 
he was a pioneer in in this field because he was painting abstract in I believe it was around uh, the end of the or I, I think it was around uh, the beginning of the 20th century yeah I think it was like the 1940s 1950s ish around there yeah exactly and uh, there was an exhibition about this guy and I remember vividly how the paintings were organized and what the room looked like and it had a really big impact on me my mom says after I visited this art gallery every time I would enter my house I would run and grab pencils and papers and just start drawing. And I was drawing uh, like abstract pa- drawings. So I was just drawing like circles and filling the shapes with colors. And I would just fill the walls with like this abstract drawing style. I don't know why, but uh, somehow I became a mechanical engineer and things changed, but uh, I'm happy I'm still doing it today. I love that story, and I'm actually a little bit of a, a tangent here, but I'm here in Shelter Island, which is in the Hamptons in, uh, in New York, and Jackson Pollock actually lived and worked and painted in East Hampton, not far from here. So they actually, I believe that you can visit the house that he and Lee Krasner lived in. You know, I've been familiar with Pollock's work for, for a long time, and I mean, I like I always kind of like coming into the art world as an outsider and not really like knowing a ton about modern art, I always kind of like, I hate to say it, and people will destroy me here, but I kind of dismissed it when I was younger. And then the past couple of years, I I was in a museum, I think it was the MoMA, and I sat down in front of a Pollock for like 20 minutes and just stared at it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I finally get this, like after all these years. So like, I understand being a kid and going to a show like that, just the impact that could make on you, like the emotion that he poured into those canvases, just amazing. This moment, the the fact that I visited this art gallery when I was really young, I think later I realized that this made me believe that anybody can like become an artist. You don't have to, because when I was really young, uh, I think I believed that art was all about painting portraits and painting like realism and seeing like a big art exhibition about. Jackson Pollock made me realize that you don't have to paint realism or portraits or landscapes or like anything that's real to be an artist and art can take so many forms. I, I don't think I thought exactly this in these words when I was young, but it took me years to realize that. I think this this is why it had a big impact on me. I, I love that. And I mean, the idea that art can take so many forms. I mean, that's why it's fun to be an artist, right? Because there really are no rules. You can, you know, you can be a realist and you can also be an, do abstract and you can do anything you want. So I think that's a wonderful story of first encountering art. And I'm, I'm glad you shared it with us. So I want to use that as a jump off point to kind of launch into our questions for our audience here. Matt, you've built an, you've built an audience very quickly. What role, let's talk about the, let's kind of dive into what you did on social media that played into growing your popularity. I think it's not a secret that without social media, I would not be where where I'm at today. So social media played like a major role in my popularity. That's for sure. And I think it it all started when I was uh, living in Vancouver 
in uh so in november 2019 i was in vancouver i was like living with a guy i didn't know so my roommate was a, an electrical engineer and i was in vancouver i didn't know anybody there because i'm from montreal i had been in vancouver for like four months and i was trying to uh like find a way to make money and i didn't want to be a mechanical engineer so I was trying to build a startup and at the same time I was also experimenting with art and my style and I was also uh, working in the film industry at the same time so I was doing a lot of different things and trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my life and in November 2019 my roommate told me about TikTok and he said hey have you heard about this app uh, for kids at I heard it's really easy to go viral on the app. And uh, I, I know you, you're trying to like share your art to the world. And I think it's a big opportunity. You should check it out. So it was a Friday. I downloaded the app in the morning and then he went to work. And I think I spent like the three next days just watching TikToks nonstop because I was so fascinated by this interface that was really different from everything we know and i also like this the, the the format and the way people were going viral so easily that's when i realized i had to go all in all in on this app and just focus mainly on tiktok and do nothing else back then i only I had done a few paintings, but they were not what I do today. Uh, the first painting I did that I posted on social media was just a girl with no hair. And when I discovered TikTok, I made uh, my f I already had made my first video. So the first video I ever made is pretty similar to what I do today, um, except it was a minute long. So I was doing longer videos in the beginning because uh, my focus was Instagram at that time. But when I discovered TikTok, I knew I had to go all in on this on this thing. So the length of my videos changed from one minute to 15 seconds or less. And uh, from then I kept doing TikToks and it went really well for me. And I'm really grateful and really happy how it turned out. So I, I love that story. And, and, and I think that there's something really interesting to underscore here for our listeners, because we get so many questions about social media. I mean, it's like simultaneously the most obvious route for artists to follow, but also there's a lot of ambiguity. And, you know, people are asking, like, what platform do I use and how do I use it and so on. I think the really interesting thing here, Matt, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like, seeing that moment when you think that a platform is going to really take off and as you put it, go viral easily, or like the, the, the content that's on it will go viral easily. That's kind of the time I think to really jump on and, and pour your resources and time into something. If there's one thing we know, it's just that there are always new platforms coming down the pipeline, then really doubling down your time, energy, and resources into those. So I love that you did that with TikTok. I think that's so interesting that that sort of propelled you from that earlier situation into where you are now in, in, in such a short time and also during a very difficult time for the world in general, just being able to look at the positive side and 
dedicate your energy to this new platform, I think is really cool. So when I started using TikTok, I think a lot of people who start using TikTok go through the same journey as I did. So in the beginning, you see videos going viral. And then for me, I was telling myself, oh, these people who go viral and get 20 million views in a day are lucky and there's no way I can achieve that growth and that virality. But uh, the truth is anybody can just create a TikTok account today and make a video and get 20 million views in 24 hours. The way the algorithm is made, you can have three followers and go viral overnight. It's pretty amazing. It's a huge opportunity. I was lucky to experience that in the beginning. When I made my first painting that included hair, uh, it was a painting of Billie Eilish. And I posted the video on TikTok on a Saturday. And uh, I think I posted at around noon. And then at 10 p.m., my video had 20,000 views, which is great. But the views were, I was getting like 200 views per hour after 10 hours. So I thought the video was not good. And I was thinking about deleting the video and reposting it in a different way. So I called my twin brother. So I have a twin brother, but we're fraternal twins. So he doesn't look like me. Uh, I called him and I said, hey, my video is not performing well. Do you think I should take it down? And he was like, ah, you know, maybe people are, are bored because you always do. Uh, your videos are always the same. He said, maybe you should just wait and see what happens. So I decided not to delete the video. And in the next three days, I got 15 million views. So I got 5 million views every day for the three uh, next days. And that's when I experienced like what going vi viral means. And back then I had 100,000 followers, which is great, but it's not that much. So getting 15 million views with only 100,000 followers, that's something you can't get on any other platform. Guys, let me hear that again. 15 million views in, in three days, you said? That is incredible. And the opportunity is still out there. And I think that's really cool. And, you know, I said, I don't know a ton about TikTok and I don't, and I would like to, but we did have another artist on here a few months ago who, a gentleman who is a sculptor who had a similar experience with TikTok. So, I mean, if you're saying it, he was saying it, if you're listening to this artist, it's worth your time to at least evaluate if there's something, you know, you might be able to do with TikTok to reach those kind of levels of exposure. I mean, you don't even get that with a printed magazine that's distributed worldwide. So just think, is that something that you want to try to tap into? I, I think that's amazing, Matt. Thank you. What are your top three tips? Let's, if we had to narrow it down to three for getting buzz on the TikTok, TikTok app. Yeah. So um, here are three tips you can follow and it's so easy and you can go viral overnight with these three simple tips. So the first one is to use trending songs. So this is actually the most powerful tip. So on TikTok, the way the algorithm is made, uh, if you use a song in your video, then TikTok is going to show you more videos using this song. So if a song is trending and a million people have used a song in the last month, then if you use the song and your video is good or great or really good, 
then the app is going to show the video to all those people who used the same song. So the first tip is just to use the trending songs. And on the TikTok app, there's actually a tab where you can see all the trending songs. So you don't even have to like do some research. They're already all listed there. And the second tip I would give is make your videos 15 seconds or less. People's attention is really short. And uh, with TikTok, it's even shorter. So if you make like 60 second videos, uh, you will have less people watching it. So you better make shorter videos and have more people watch it. And if people watch it twice, it's really good for the algorithm. And uh, I don't know a lot of people who watch videos that are 60 seconds long twice. So uh, make your videos 15 seconds or less. And uh, if you use trending songs, actually the best parts of those songs are already like 15 seconds or less. So just use the same, the same songs. And the third tip I would give is to create an intrigue in the first second of your video. So this is actually another really powerful tip. So a lot of people think they can just use trending songs and make their video 15 seconds long and it's, and it's gonna go viral. But in the first second, that's when the viewer decides if he wants to watch your whole video or not. So if in this first second, there's no intrigue and there is no reason why your viewer wants to keep watching, he's just going to keep scrolling. So uh, for example, in my videos, people watch the whole thing because they want to know who I'm painting. And I only show the result at the, at the very, very end of the video. So if you're an artist, uh, you should, you can use the exact same technique. So if you're using trending songs and making short videos of you painting, just show the full painting, the result at the at the very end of the video. Don't show it at the beginning. I know it's like common sense, but a lot of people just <laughs> don't do that. And it's so easy to miss the point. If you use these three tips, I'm pretty sure you can get a lot of views rapidly. And uh, I wish you the best, best of luck and tell me how, how it goes. I love that, Matt. Thank you so much. Guys, This these are three tips from somebody who is getting millions of views on videos on TikTok. And these are, what I like about this, these are really concrete tips. You can actually just use these, right? And use trending songs, find trending songs, top 10 songs uh, that are out there. That I mean, this is something you can look up, you can check any website, you can go on TikTok and just find out what songs are trending. Make your videos 15 seconds or less, short and sweet. And if you need to know the reason why, it's because, or one of the reasons, if people watch it two times, it's great for the TikTok algorithm. And honestly, think about it. How often are you watching a two-minute video twice in a row versus a 15-second clip? You might watch that three, four, or five times. You grab it. You, you grab a friend, show it to them. So it's going to help your play on the algorithm if people are watching it more than once. So you want them 15 seconds or less, short and sweet. And... Show the final product at the end if you're an artist, but create an intrigue in the first second of the video, why they're watching. That's what this is short attention span software. It's for people to really escape for a moment. So really draw them in in that first second and then give them the, the payoff at the very end of your 15 second video. And 
for you artists out there, that really should translate whatever your medium is to be able to do that and to do, you can do the sped up videos. I mean, whatever works for you and then use trending songs. So talking a little bit more about your art specifically, because I actually just uh, followed you on Instagram and I've kind of scrolled through your page as we've been talking. Your art includes a lot of pop culture icons. Was your art style influenced by your audience, like maybe the audience that you garnered via TikTok, or did you already create your art style and then realize that, you know, where to promote it and how to market it or kind of what was the formula for you? Did it, was it the audience influenced the content or did the content kind of merge into the audience? So I would say the audience made me like change my content. So like I said, in the beginning, I was painting girls with no hair and I did three paintings this way. And then I realized that on TikTok, you can get more views and comments and uh, engagement if you paint someone that people can recognize. So for example, if you paint Billie Eilish and at the end of the video, people recognize her, then there's a higher possibility that they will like, comment, or share your video. Whereas if it's uh, abstract art and you know, it's just an abstract painting of with colors and shapes. People won't share it as much, I believe. Um, so when I started, I realized that and I pivoted and decided to only paint portraits of like famous artists and celebrities and also paint people who are in the actuality in the, in the news. Kobe Bryant, for example, uh, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, so, and also what I do is I ask my followers what I should paint next. So when I, I'm out of inspiration for my next painting, I just go through the comments and see what's the, uh, which comment comes back the most, the most often. And I just paint whatever my followers want me to paint. So I like to interact with my followers because uh, they're the reason why I can do what I'm doing today. So I'm really grateful for this. And that's my way of thanking them at the same time. I think that's how it ended up. That's how I, I ended up painting portraits and artists. It's just my followers made me do it. And also I realized it's easier to get views and likes and comments and shares that way. Yeah, and I think that's a really interesting approach. And, and I think it's having a very adaptive art practice, right? We're adaptive and in a sense reactive but in a positive way right where you're interacting with your followers and you're learning kind of what resonates with them in real time which is kind of this beautiful and interesting thing that we can do in 2021 that maybe we couldn't do in 1990 or 1950 and it's just you know you have this instant ability to tell what's working and what isn't working and then the work itself is always going to be authentic to you because it's your work, it's your vision, but being able to mold your content to your goals. And if your goals are to reach a broad audience and to communicate with more people, then you have this ability through platforms like TikTok, Instagram, YouTube to really gauge in real time what your audience wants. And that's such a valuable tool and we use this in digital marketing like constantly. Like there's nothing I have a friend in in you know, a digital marketing friend who says, never argue, always test. Never argue, always test. 
And that's something we do with websites, funnels, Facebook ads, everything. Just see what works, gather the data, and then adapt. And I love that you're using that approach as an artist to gathering this qualitative data from your audience and then adapting your approach based on that. I think it's really cool. Actually, so my goal with my art is to inspire as many people as possible to follow their dreams. Because like you said in the beginning, I used to be a mechanical engineer. Uh, It was really not for me. And I completely changed my career path to become an artist. And that's the best thing I ever did. I'm so happy now. And when I was starting, actually, a lot of people were telling me not to do it. And their argument was, artists can only live from their art uh, when they're dead. And, and God, that is so depressing. And I hope nobody listening out there thinks that, that you can only live from your art when you're dead. There's so many ways to build your audience and your career right now while you're yeah. alive. But and- you know what? <laughs> when, I, when people were telling me stuff like this, it was just motivating me to keep pushing harder and make them show them they're wrong as fast as possible. So it took me like five months to start living from my art uh, from the moment I dropped my job in 2020. Uh, So I was living on my savings for the first five months because I was trying to figure out like how to make money from TikTok. (laughs) And uh, I, I think a lot of people don't realize that with social media, you can reach so many people so rapidly. Whereas if you were in the 90s, in the, yeah, in the 90s before internet and social media, if you wanted to reach people and sell your art, you had to go to art galleries and do exhibitions and uh, get published in the news, in the newspapers or magazines. And if you were a hardworking person, maybe you would get like 10,000 people to see your art at the end of the year. But today with social media, like anybody, whatever your age is, you can just start posting videos. Since it's only 15 seconds, it takes like a, a few minutes to do a video. Post it on, you can post it on TikTok and reach like millions of people uh, insanely rapidly. Today I have 2 million uh, followers and on TikTok alone. And I have 3 million on all social media platforms combined. And it's crazy because I have more followers than all the richest like artists alive that used to be really big in the beginning of uh, the 20s or the 90s. So it's really easy these days to start making money and profit from your art and living from your art. And I think a lot of people need to realize that we're not in the 90s anymore. <laughs> we're in this technological era, era where... Everybody can make uh, so much money from art like right now. And you don't have to drop your job like I did to do it. You can just uh, start posting videos, make videos on your free time, post them on TikTok, see what happens. Guys, we're not in the 90s anymore, and it's never been easier to make a living from your art. And we're going to come right back, and Matt is going to tell you more about what you want to know about developing an online presence, TikTok, and much, much Lisa more. And I we're having such a great conversation, we decided to turn this into two episodes. Make sure to tune in for part two of this conversation so with Thursday. We've been loving your feedback and are so glad that you are finding the podcast helpful. 
If you have a spare minute, we would love if you reviewed us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to The Artist Business Plan. It really helps other artists discover the podcast who are also looking to level up their careers. Thanks for joining us for another episode of The Artist Business Plan, a weekly business podcast for artist entrepreneurs brought to you by Superfine Art Fair. Hosted by Superfine CEO Alex Mito and co-founder slash professional artist James Milley, join us and leaders in the art, marketing, and business arenas each week for tips, tricks, and value bombs designed to help you thrive and sell more art. For more information on applying to Superfine Art Fair, as well as recordings of this and all of our past podcasts, just visit www.superfine.world. We love to hear what you have to say, so follow us on Instagram at superfineartfair and shoot us a message to let us know you're listening. Looking for a more personal connection or want to exhibit at an upcoming fair? Shoot us an email at artistsmakingmoney@superfine.world and we'll get right back to you. That's artistsmakingmoney@superfine.world.